The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Live from the second library of Downton Abbey, it's my brother, my brother, and me, Downton Abbey edition. Uh, cannot believe we got permission from Lord Grantham and and his his fam uh, to let us hang here and record. We've got cords strewn all the way to the third kitchen. Well, we uh, had to run an extension cord from 2012. Right. And that, that is a lot of cords. <laughs> and then we had to get, then we have uh, an internet antenna travel through time in the mm-hmm. livery. So, yes. but, uh, but Griffin, can you, uh, can you, how did we get here? How did we uh, uh, walk us through sort of the process of, you did most of the, the political aspects of getting us in here. Do you, uh, so you mean the political aspects and not the, not the, chrono magic the, the, the chrono stuff is that's old hat for my brother and my brother and me it's like yeah. how do you get permission you know mm, right uh well i i actually married into the family mm-hmm. right. i i married uh gay footman uh <laughs> right and Griffin gay married a footman and uh, much to the chagrin of granny she mm-hmm. was not she was not mm-hmm. pleased about mm-hmm. that uh but we're uh, i mean we're very happy mm-hmm. um that's nice it, we uh Every night, you know, polish the silver. As it were. As it were. As we do. <laughs> Hong Kong. Hong Kong, if you know what I mean. And uh, what we do is we travel through time and give people advice. Uh, lady, uh, Later on, we're going to tell Lady Sybil how to break free from the shackles of feminine imprisonment that the mm-hmm. uh, early 20th century has placed her in. But for now... And then we're going to berate the servants. <laughs> later, later, we'll be berating the servants. For now, we're all yours, though. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Well, technically, you're the second duke of Grantham, Griffin <laughs> I'm the McElroy. second duke of footmanship, your, your <laughs> lordship, Griffin McElroy. I assume that footmen Mary. exist just to, like, give foot rubs, right? I assume so. Yeah, how is he doing with that on that end? Pretty good. Lead? Pretty good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so let's get right into the advice. Hey, I was wondering if you have any insight into how to find the line between being a nice guy and being, quote-unquote, whipped in a relationship. I'm a straight guy, but I guess this could be applicable to the fairer sex or anyone in a relationship, really. That's from Bemused in Britain. You know, I'm going to say that this is just like uh, when we blew the lid off of bros before hoes. Mm-hmm. And I would posit that anyone who says someone is whipped in a relationship, the person saying it is single. Yeah. 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 Whipped. Like, yeah, I, I get the idea. Like, and I, and I, I have known people who, I mean, we've all known people, right, who are, are in relationships that don't seem to be good for them and they are, for some reason, blindly sort of. Adhering yes. to well, either right? that or they are so just puss crazed. Yeah, right. They're crazed for puss, and they they they'll do anything for it, like for a Klondike bar, only for uh-huh. genitals instead. It's like it's like a Scooby snack. It is, you know. Mm, oh, that's what I I I do think it's important to remember uh, if you're the sort of person who maybe doesn't get into a lot of relationships. If you're the sort of person who maybe. Um, uh, has gone a while without the companionship of the opposite sex. I or can the see same how sex. Ma- or the same sex, yes. Thank you, Griffin. Thank or a you, dog. Griffin. Or a dog. If or a roller coaster. Not to equate <laughs> Doesn't those, matter. Of course. Not to say that someone who loves a roller coaster is the same as a gay person. But, <laughs> Travis, but, thank, but thank you for that. Uh, I think coaster crazy is a pretty far cry from uh, some living alternative lifestyle. But anyway... Um, 
Justin, you said just because you said that, we're gonna we're gonna get a whole bunch of shit from all of the the objectum sexuals that listen to yeah. our show. It, it, yeah, especially the homo objectum sexuals. They just love people, <laughs> but they. they it's a long story, but only on roller coasters. It, only on roller time. coasters, they enjoy the people. Now, I I think that if you've been a long time out of a relationship, it it can be tempting to sort of uh, sacrifice whatever you are to try to make that other person like you. And well, I, I and think that, that's I a think danger. That that's a good rule of thumb. If you say so, are you doing it because you want to do it for the person? Are you making the sacrifice or being? you know, very thoughtful and kind because you want to or because you're afraid of upsetting them. And I would say if you are doing anything in a relationship because you're afraid of upsetting your partner, then you need to kind of take a step back and look at the way things are going. You should get married. Yeah. Because I would say about 80% of the decisions I make, I have a filter first that says, is this going to upset my wife? Because I should not do it. No, no, no. There's a difference between being thoughtful and not wanting to upset her and being afraid to upset her. I think it was uh, either it was either Gandhi or Hitler who said that half of love is fear. <laughs> and now that I said it out loud, that was definitely, definitely Hitler. Definitely. definitely I think that might have been Machiavelli. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of those guys. Uh, wait, uh, do you mean Machiavelli or do you mean Tupac? <laughs> it might have think... been Tupacchiavelli. Yeah, the great philosopher. Great philosopher, great mind of our time, Tupac Yavelli. Uh, can we also give a piece of advice to the people who are unhappy and lonely and not in a relationship? Don't be that fucking person who's like, bah, relationships, this yeah. guy, who are you even anymore? It's like, I don't know you. Like, And even worse, don't, man, everyone knows that you're unhappy. Don't grumble about it and make everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, that's yeah. all you're doing. Another Valentine's Day alone. Like, yeah, yeah just get, get out. If you're unhappy... Don't grumble to your friends. Just get out. Valentine's get Day out is made by Hallmark and the Illuminati. <laughs> That's not accurate, but no. I it? get the idea. Hey, guys, I need some advice. I don't. It's a question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl gave me her number last weekend, which was a first for me. Unfortunately, when I called her a couple days later, I ended up leaving the most awkward voicemail. <laughs> What's my next move in that situation? If she never calls back... Do I ever try to call her again, or have I lost my one chance? Wondering was in Wisconsin. Hey, wondering, your instincts have not served you wrong here. You have, in fact, lost your one chance. Yeah, you- I, I find myself laughing not at the predicament that you found yourself in, but trying to imagine what the most awkward voicemail someone could leave <laughs> I is. I don't. I can't find... Hey, Susan, this is Steve. Oh, my God, I'm peeing my pants right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, God, there's pee and poop in my pants. <laughs> Put this I called pee here. Mid- Poop and pee in my pants. Ah, oh, Susan. Your dad is here. I'm making him watch. I want to bad. Talk to your mom. Is your mom there? I am. I am a poopy robot. <laughs> Eat up. Um, listen, if you call this lady back anymore, you are running a real risk of pulling a John Favreau from Swingers. Yep. And that is no, that is my no. living nightmare. So now, what is that? The, the scene in Swingers where John Favreau gets a number and then calls a girl and then leaves something like a desperate voicemail and then ends up calling her 20 more times until she answers right, the phone. To try to explain it away. And, and answers the phone and says, please don't call me anymore. That is what you're, right. that's what you're going towards. And that'll ruin you in the lady community. I feel I, like maybe if you had, if you had been like building up to making this call and you finally made the call and you left an awkward message, then maybe you're just an awkward dude. Mm. And maybe you need to find a lady who celebrates that. Yeah, I was going to say, just wait and see what happens. And maybe there's a funny story you get to tell your kids someday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either she'll respond with, oh, that's cute. Or, oh, he's a nut job. He's a stalker. You could call back and leave a more awkward voicemail. Or like like a very intensely angry voicemail. (laughs) Why would that help? That's a bad idea, isn't it? I just yeah, that wasn't a good I, mean, one. I thought you might be looping around the bend to a good idea, but it never ca- the turn never came. The, the the river of that particular hand Listen, never, it's, never popped. It's it's all about it's like the first episode of The Bachelor. It's all about making an impression. So you get that first impression rose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like uh-huh. it's not so much about offending her or playing to her sensibilities. You just gotta fucking get in her mind space. You gotta purchase a timeshare mm-hmm. in her brain zone and then live in it. And then be unforgettable. What if you hired a proxy mm-hmm. to call her and say, please disregard Mr. Johnson's call? Yeah. 
he would very much like to date you. Yeah. Um, please return at your earliest convenience. Maybe just call her back and say, hi, Deborah. It's me, uh, Philip. I wanted to apologize because when I called you before, I was high on crank. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> crank ran through this bloodstream. I was high on crank, too. Yeah. That is not a, a practice I tend to give up. I, I intend to give up, by the way. If we enter into a, a loving covenant, I will still be getting high on crank regularly. I would say, and for future reference, I think that if you get uh, a, a, someone's number and you want to call them, don't leave a voicemail, anybody. No, like, I think a voicemail is good. Really? Yeah. I don't uh, like I don't like people who I, I, I don't like people who don't leave a voicemail. I if think it, the idea of leaving a voicemail for someone that you barely know but would like to get to know better it just seems so weird. I, I would be so afraid of them not remembering who I was right away. There's, you know, and be like, who is this person? It's Let a, me a voicemail. It's a double edged sword, um, because it's a very it's a very low stress sitch. Like it puts mm-hmm. the ball in their court and if they don't call you back, like you know it's because they weren't that interested, and then that's fine. You can move on from that. On the other, uh, uh, the other hand, if this is your first number, that it, it sounds like this is this dude's first number that he ever got, because mm-hmm. he explicitly says it. Um, you're gonna do bad. You're gonna do yeah, a bad right. job, and that's okay. Like the, you, this is you gotta fail forward. You know, you gotta take some learnings from this and move on. In the future. With anybody really, if you're gonna leave a voicemail, please be tactical about it. Yeah, know exactly what you're gonna say and get mm-hmm. in, get out. Because there is nothing worse than being ready to call somebody back after you hear what the message was and they're still prattling on. Yeah, yeah. I so, feel like get, you just need to say like, you know, you think of it like writing a letter, and you need to have your greeting, the body of the letter. And like your sign off and get out. Don't so spend like, too. Hey Deborah. Don't don't spend too much time in there though. Don't be no, like like hey Deborah. This is Steve. Uh, we met last night at you know Dill's party. Um, I think we should hang out sometime. Call me back. Don't. That's it. Say hey, this is Steve, and uh, I met you at Dill's party. And if you don't remember me, I wrote you this rap, and then rap. Yeah. Don't do that rap that you wrote for her. Don't do the rap. Don't do the rap. Keep it under, like, 15 seconds and get yeah. out. Hey, it's me. I just want to say, loved your boobies and would love to hook <laughs> up. Just really chat them out. Chat it. Hey, chat this it. is Steve, and I'm here to say, I love your boobies in a major way. <laughs> <laughs> now, that guy would get a call back from me, but I myself am not a, am not a female. I don't, no. I don't know uh, I, I don't know if that, that would be an effective approach. I well, suspect it would be. Yeah. Anybody who parodies a Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> Fruity Pebbles commercial, in a in a sexual uh, phone. Go on, ho ho ho! I'm ha ha hungry. <laughs> That's from the Fruity Pebbles Christmas commercial. Sure. Do it. Do we know any other Fruity Pebbles commercials we want to spoof, or do we want to maybe move on to a Yahoo? Um, uh, we can come back around to the Pebbles. All right, we'll later. circle back. We'll put a pin in it. What was, do you remember the one where? Um, Barney burned Fred's house down. <laughs> Barney, all my possessions. Yeah. Rise from the ashes. <laughs> Dance in the flame with me. These are the bones, the bones of Bam Bam. Watch him crumble around you. Can I have some cereal? <laughs> you guys want to yell? Stare into the eyes. Wilma's decap. Tainted head. I burned your oh, house. Your house no. is made of rocks. Whoops. So I guess if you leave that voicemail, then you're probably done. Yeah, you didn't do it right. <laughs> that would not be that would not be the right approach to take. Um, this Yahoo was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Becky, who asks, "Where can I find an adult chew toy?" <laughs> My boyfriend has a really bad chewing issue. He chews on everything, mostly his shirt collar and plastic. Chewing on plastic is starting to mess up his teeth, and I'm looking for something he could chew on that won't mess up his teeth. He hates gum, so that's out of the question. Not looking for anything sexual. If anyone knows where I can find something he can chew on, like a toddler teething ring, except for adults, it would be great. Thanks, smiley face. Your boyfriend's a goat. You're dating a goat. <laughs> you accidentally dated a goat. <laughs> you silly, silly Billy. That's a Billy goat. That's a Billy goat, silly. They did it wrong. Oh. Did it wrong with the dating. <laughs> Aren't can't why can't an adult chew a baby's teething ring? Would that just be too ridiculous? It would just be too silly. 
White. I think he needs I would, a man-sized pacifier. I would rather live in a world where an adult is chewing on a baby's teething ring than there's like adult co out there making adult <laughs> chew toys. It's like, a niche market. Hey, um, stupid. Put this in your gob. Thank you for the money. I like that this this guy uh, is of discerning taste where he'll chew on his shirt collar and he'll chew on plastic, but do not offer him gum. He no. hates gum. He hates gum. I think it's not so much that he hates gum, it's that he's got pica. <laughs> is, have you ever caught him eating paint chips outside? Mm. He eats his hair. Yeah. Yeah, is that a problem? Oh, God. I like that this person specifically says he's not looking for anything sexual. And if you guys can tell me, like, a casual chew object that a person can have and then be like, mm, look at that guy chewing on that thing, how sexual that is. Feel yeah, I don't even know like what a sexual connotation chewing. <laughs> Did thing she really is. think one of the question responders are gonna say, "Hey, maybe a big dildo"? Yeah, <laughs> that would chew be good. on this boner. <laughs> Why would anybody do that? There's nothing more sexual than seeing a grown man chew on a toy specifically designed for men to chew on it, though. <laughs> if you think about it, <sighs> what? <sighs> maybe smoke a pipe. Yeah, like, <laughs> I get it. I get the oral thing. Yeah. But maybe don't be like a toddler about it. Maybe eat suckers like Kojak. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's, that's time. A cool that's a timely cool look. Yeah, you could do toothpick, mm-hmm. corn corn cob pipe. Corn cob you know pipe. What I did. I did, I used to do thumbtacks. Hmm. That's cool. That's, that's dangerous. What? Extremely dangerous. Razor blades. Yeah. Well, gun. <laughs> Just chew on a gun. Chew on, chew gun. on this barrel. Actually, that would probably be the best for her relationship. Mm-mm. This weird shoot chewer, shirt chewer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you could like play a game with them called like "What won't he chew?" Yeah. <laughs> well, we know gums out. Yeah. <laughs> chew on this lighter. <gasps> He's doing it. Um, chew on this cyanide pill and let me get into a real relationship with a person. <laughs> why does with he have adult. to? Why does he have to die? Why can't she just leave him? <laughs> He's a goat man. He belongs in a circus. He belongs in a museum. Um, <laughs> he does. He, thank you, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> he stops by to tell us who belongs in a museum once a week. And it's Billy Goat Man. It's a new feature we're trying out. It's called Indiana Jones and Billy Goat Man. <laughs> this is my boyfriend, Billy Gruff. Um, He's, that's a 1% joke there. <laughs> Maybe zero. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I I um in my life, this is a dark secret. I've only beaten up one person <laughs> uh-huh. in my life, um, uh, and it was in middle school. And there was I I was I was oppressed. I think it's safe to say in middle school. And so I sort of found the only person lower on the food chain than me, and it was a guy who chewed on his shirt constantly. Nice. And uh, I picked on him once. Um, so don't chew on your shirt, I think, is the moral of the story. Or Griffin will beat you or up. Or I'll beat the yeah. shit out of you. Well, I didn't like that. You know, I've only ever beaten up one person, but I did it three times a day, every day, for six years. Yeah. <laughs> so Last week, he killed my family. <laughs> like, <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. Like he, I, I, I forced him into it. <laughs> hey, uh, I was recently cast in a movie, which is exciting. The catch is that I have to gain about 20 pounds to look right for my role. Mm. And we're shooting at the end of January. What's the quickest way to put on the pounds? Irritatingly thin hipster in Portland. Eat a bunch of fucking food. Yeah, like, put some put some food down your eat, face. Get food and then eat it. It's the best. Now, if you have to put on 20 pounds, do you mean 20 pounds of fat? Or do you mean oh. 20 pounds of pure American muscle. Diesel. Pure diesel. Get pure diesel. If you want to get ripped, and if you want to put on muscle mass fast, Mm -hmm. the best thing for you to do is start lifting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I I think that that works a lot of your your muscle sections. It works your delums. Uh Your uh, Michelle Nilonchellos. Yeah. It works those pretty well. Your purvises. It works your purposes out real tight, real nice. If you uh, lift it you while you're lift. lifting it, if you can torque it, you can yeah. Yeah. you can boost your torqueal sense. And yeah. maybe maybe you should back it up and reverse it. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just throwing it. Torque it, and if you can while lifting, twerk it. 
just mm-hmm. a little bit, twerk it and twink it. Just make it twerk. Yeah. I think pure squats. Mm-hmm. If you could just do pure squats with a big barbell, you're going to get really strong. <laughs> and I don't think anybody ever expects a hipster to be strong. Yeah. No, you should add 20 pounds, but all in your legs. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Just remain waist up. Hipster thin, yeah. giant. Cow. So it's like a big stupid upside down Popeye. So yeah. <laughs> twerk it while doing dumbbell squats. Be careful because that is how people accidentally poop their guts out. <laughs> I. Yeah. That's a real. That's a. Do you guys know about that? You can uh, everything that holds it in down there. If you squat it too hard, it just goes uh-huh. and then it just go. It just gives up. It just goes and then like your all your insides are outside. Whoops! But you're gonna look fantastic. You're gonna look I great. Think- you're gonna lose forty pounds and also. The ability to be alive anymore. Some crucial pounds, though. Yeah. Some really <laughs> yeah. good pounds that you really need. Have you seen Some Seven Pounds? pounds. <laughs> seven Pounds starring Will Smith? Kind of like that. Sort of that. <laughs> I think that if you're trying to gain the weight, you should find yourself one of your overweight friends mm. and make a deal with him where it's like, hey, every time you're going to eat, let me know, and I'm <laughs> going to eat with you. <laughs> make enough for two. You're talking yeah. about... Or you take the food away from your fat friend, mm-hmm. and then you do like a one pound in, one pound out sort of. Yeah, you're like, I'll eat that big plate of fried chicken and pasta you made, and you can drink this PBR I was going to drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just make sure whatever you do, nothing too drastic. Still, still take your vitamins, get your omega threes, get your yeah. uh, immunity boosting super fruit gummies from Genesis today. You, you can like carb, carbo load, right? Yeah, that would be the thing. I that when uh when uh, Ray Liotta started Raging Bull and he had to play Tony Montana at the end and be a really fat, a uh, really fat boxer. That's what uh-huh. he did. He ate it just plate after plate of pasta. Because what you don't want to do is just eat like fistfuls of like Twinkies or something. Because yeah, you'll gain the weight and also diabetes. Yeah, yeah you don't want to overdo it with the sugar, but but take your take your vitamins. That's mm-hmm. important. Um, you guys hear about? Stop walking around everywhere. Do, do you guys hear about um, <clears throat> Paula Dean? What about she her? She got diabetes. <gasps> no. Yeah. Well, she did, she probably didn't get diabetes. It was always <laughs> nestled inside her core. Just <laughs> waiting to strike, I guess. Yeah. The magic wasn't in the hamburger donuts. The magic was in you all along. I mean, let's not make fun of the lady. Why not? I, she's, got, she's She has a debilitating illness now, Travis. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, well, I mean, like, she probably, what I'm arguing is that she might have had an undiagnosed case of diabetes for the last 10 years or so. Okay. It's hard, I don't know, I don't know an exact number. She uh, had secret betas. Uh-huh. Right. Wilford Brimley uh, I, has extremely, extremely evident diabetes. <laughs> Public betas. He wears his betas yeah. on his sleeve. He's got betas sleeves. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, who once famously called uh, Paula Dean the most dangerous person in America, uh, said said in a in a quote, he said uh, something like, "Well, you can't really say this is much of a surprise." Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe this forces her to get fat and boring, like Graham Care. Anybody? You guys remember Graham Care? I have of no idea you who you're talking about. The galloping gourmet who tried to get healthy and no one gave a shit anymore. Like, like get out. We want our we want our, our uh, we don't want our chefs to be eating healthy stuff. We want to keep. No, our we want fat. the two fat ladies mm-hmm. that are like eating just bowlfuls of butter. I love those ladies. Yeah, you know what happened to one of those ladies, Trev? What? Dead. Oh. Dead as disco. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now it's one fat lady, and that's not a cooking show. It's it's an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, what if they flip it? What if we get a Freaky Friday one in one out? And we do. Paula Dean gets real healthy. I would watch a show about that. And then um, Jamie Oliver just like loses his mind and just <laughs> eats nothing but trans fats. And when they and if they were like doing it at this, there would be like a moment on the show, an episode mm-hmm. where they were meeting each other Two on the way ships up and down, passing, <laughs> and, uh, they, and and they would fall in love forever. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Paula. <laughs> I've always really thought you were real fat, right? But now, like, I'm sort of fat, and you're, like, less fat. We're, so, like, we're both at 220 LBs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, We 18, weigh 16 stones. I'm or, however stones or however many stones it is. I forget. Sometimes I forget how many pound stones are. I know that's weird for somebody from England. Right. 
<laughs> but uh, like when you guys say pounds, we think money, but it's real confusing, right? <laughs> So, so like you, you say two really twenty. I think you weigh two hundred and twenty money. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you look my Demivo girl. I love your silver hair. I want to call you the silver fox. I really love. Please ignore my stretch marks. I've gained quite a bit of weight. Real <laughs> close together. Right? What if Jamie Oliver went to a poor city and then made that city fat? <laughs> Or he went to like a really skinny, like well-to-do city and said, I'm going to mess this place Let's up. Let's plump it. San Francisco, <laughs> you're making everyone else miserable. <laughs> Let's get the average up. Everybody plump it up. Plump it up, right? Just like me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Fat Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Mr. Paula Deen. That's right. <laughs> I took her away from that fat Santa Claus guy. We're in love. The Lady and Sons and me, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> We're all in love. We're all in love. No, that's not right. Um, Griffin, do you have any Yahoos lying around? Yeah, I got a bunch. Um, uh, do you, let's keep the food train rolling. This one is sent in by Golly Ayali. Thanks, Golly Ayali. It's Golly by Ayali. Yahoo Answers user Hi. Uh, that's H I G H and then a question mark. Um, <clears throat> who asks? Yes. You're on Yahoo Answers, <laughs> I'm going to assume. What do you do to make the lettuce on your sandwich feel sexy? What? Uh, wait. Uh-huh. The uh the responses to this question really shows off that Yahoo Answers is just a just an Algonquin round table of comedy. <laughs> wait, hold on. Is there no more to the question? That's it. No, nah, that's it. That's it. Uh Megan responded, "Lay my meat on it real slow, then squirt mayo on it." Oh god. I get it all wet, put it under water just to make it so much more important that the rest of the lettuce, when really I'm just trying to wash any bacteria off, then I get kinky with it and bite it. That got that took a weird practical turn Wait. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, girl, you know DDT and what all, and then I fuck it. <laughs> Dress it up in something sexy, not mayo. I can't enjoy it if it's dry unless it stays completely naked. Whisper naughty things to it. Put it in your mouth to bite it and suck on it. It's lettuce. Everybody, it's lettuce. Like, what's the matter with you? Let me suck on this sandwich, fixins. <laughs> I forgot. I've lost the place mm. where it's Griffin and the Yahoo answers things. And now I just think my brother's is awful, awful <laughs> mess of humanity. Add salad cream. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Wait, hold on. Does it say add salad cream? Add salad cream in all caps and a smiley face at the end of it. As hey, if, America, that's not even a thing. That's not a thing. You made up salad cream for your dumb joke. A, you mean salad dressing? Uh, a special secret sauce. Why are you Why hey, are you jizzing on your sandwich? Put, why are you objectifying lettuce? Put that away. How about you just eat it? How about you just put it in your mouth because lettuce? Hey, Internet, stop what you're doing. Put down the mouse. Open the front door and walk outside and remember that you live in a real world with consequences for your actions. Call your dad. Call your dad. Just call Tell him dad. what you're doing right now. You're talking about fucking lettuce. Can I give you guys just the fucking straight dope? Yeah. And here's the truth. And if you're sitting at home, you're going to, you're going to, at first you'll, they'll raise an eyebrow and then you'll admit it's true. The only reason anybody has ever put lettuce on a sandwich is so it looks more like a sandwich on TV. Yes. That's 100%. Like, oh man, this really looks like a sandwich now. Not just meat on bread. It looks like something on TV. Mm -hmm. If you want it, sometimes I do it to trick my brain into thinking that I'm eating vegetables. There's people in our listening audience right now who are like, "But I like it when the sandwich is crunchy." Then put Fritos on that shit because Fritos you put taste potato chips on that Fritos shit. taste great. Yeah, Fritos are great. Lettuce is is for appearances only. It should mm -hmm. feel sexy because it's we only want it for its looks. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm personifying lettuce now, and then I want to bite it. Mm, and then suck bite on it. that sandwich. Mmm. <laughs> What are you doing? That's not how you consume it. Someone said, <laughs> someone responded, I'd put it in between two big baps. Wait. Sorry, what? Huh? I put it in between Black two big. African princesses? Two, is that what it is? I think that's what a bap is, right? Isn't that what Halle Berry taught us? To the Google. <laughs> to the Google. Google away uh, uh, to the baps. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that was Halle Berry and another lady who has not maintained the same level of fame over time that Halle Berry did. It is actually a uh, a flowery soft bread roll, so not sexual at all. Oh, oh no. used affectionately to describe breasts. So okay, all right. Why yeah, do you want to eat everything. boobs with lettuce in it? <laughs> I want to put some lettuce between a girl's boobs, and then she'll get real mad at me. Yeah, this is gonna be because that's a weird thing to do to someone. Paula Dini- oh, was that the voicemail he left? Hey, listen, <laughs> I want to put some lettuce between your boobs. <laughs> hey, this is Steve. We met at Jill's party. Had a great time talking to you, and I want to put some lettuce. I in would your like boobs. to put uh, some crisp uh, iceberg in between your boobs. <laughs> Just let's come on over. So call me back. Let's, let's <laughs> split up a zone and do this. <laughs> Get this done. Uh, we'll, drink, we'll eat a zone and then we'll take a pizzazz and uh. I need you to sex up my lettuce. You know, speaking of lettuce, <laughs> the best way I know of getting Ekamore is by going to the money zone. This message is for Scott Hammond, and it's coming from your buddy, Josh. And we we just want to say, hey, happy 24th birthday. I bet it's cold where you're at right now. Northern Ontario, Canada? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty chilly. Yeah, pretty chilly. I hope you're snuggling up with, with friends and loved ones. Not that those two groups are always mutually exclusive. Um, I hope you're snuggling with strangers. Yeah. Making a love connection with some weirdos. Like on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snuggled up with or strangers. Or in a subway. Like a restaurant subway. <clears throat> yeah, like a restaurant and a subway. You're snuggled up next to a sandwich artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy birthday to, to Scott, 24 years young. Uh, you got one more year to start. <laughs> you don't look a 30. day over 12. Yeah. Scott, gorgeous. Scott has asked that I sing him something, but. Um, uh, he spelled my name wrong, so I'll just sing one note. I feel haunted now. That yeah. was haunting. You can get hey, the rest uh, of the song on your next birthday. Just spell my name right, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Rogers, uh, you got a message coming from Mike and Tony and Danielle and Colin and Christoph and Alex and Mark and Chris. Jesus. That's with a K-R-I-S. You got a lot of friends, Dan. I wish I had more friends. Guys, do you know what today is? Well, you can't, because Dan has all the friends. Yeah, Dan took all your friends, and it's Dan's 24th birthday, too. Oh, man. What? He's a Dan and Scott are separated at birth. Well, He's a witty, well-dressed dude. Now, I have no proof of that. This This is secondhand. He likes great music and has an eclectic taste for fighting game character like he knows his booze weird fighting game characters like voldo from soul yeah, caliber like, like pepsi man <laughs> <laughs> it's deep it's a deep cut real deep like spawn yeah and he introduced all your friends to mabim bam which is the most important thing you've ever done or ever will do so thank you dan for that uh and and happy birthday my friend so go out there enjoy some of the booze you know so well and enjoy doing the hustle <laughs> Because that's that's your life. That's your day to day. And you, you've lived twenty four years of it and no reason to change now. Nope. Lean into it. That's what I say. Too old to change. Keep talking about how Blanca is your favorite Street Fighter character. <laughs> you've earned it. Hey, and and speaking of uh people we love, because we, we do very much love Dan and Scott, uh we also love the other uh podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network. So let's hear from one of those right now. Hello there, my name's Graham Clark. And I'm Dave Shumka. And together we host a podcast called Stop Podcasting Yourself. This is a file that you download from the internet and then you listen to it in your pod. What's that about, you ask? Well, who are you to ask? Who do you think you are? Yeah, get lost, bozo. (laughs) We're a couple of stand-up comedians in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and every week we bring a guest on the show. Sometimes they're Canadian, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're a ghost. It's like you're sitting in on a friendly uh, afternoon chat. Plus, we're Canadian, so uh, you get a tax break. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes or online at MaximumFun.org. Huh? Ooh, spell. Guys, a couple months ago, I asked a girl out. She said yes, and we went on a couple of dates. Everything went fine at first, but 
For the next few weeks, she was constantly busy anytime I asked her out. She would agree to go somewhere, but sometimes something would always come up on the day of. I got the hint, figured it wasn't going anywhere. After about a month, she wanted to go out again, but yet stood me up a few more times. I understand things come up, but this is ridiculous. Should I continue trying to pursue a relationship or just move on? That's from Confused in New York. What? Hey. What's the fucking debate? You yeah. move on. Yeah, you get out. Just leave. And maybe take some of her stuff with you when you go. I've wanted... I Listen, I have wanted to like pickles for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every few months, I'll open up a pickle jar. I'll get a <clears> nice, you know, long kosher dill something that looks real crisp and great and i'll i'll take a bite and i'll say no i i still hate this still no that's what she's doing with you right now yeah she keeps forgetting that she doesn't want to be in a relationship with you so she'll call and she'll talk to you for a few minutes and then she'll say hey wait a minute i still don't like this i want to yeah. stand him up again that's what's happening at best yeah at worst she's just a fucking jerk and you don't yeah, even waste at it. worst she's saying i'm bored maybe i'll make plans with him until something better comes along and then right. cancel them you should do like pickles should have done to me long ago and dump me. Do you know how many <laughs> two-thirds uneaten pickles I've thrown in the trash? That's what your heart is like right now. Yeah. It's like a two-thirds uneaten pickle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're better than this. You're better. You are. Yeah. You deserve better than this. There's somebody out there. You're you're in New York, okay? That's 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 the yeah. Windy City. Windy City. Yeah. But city of brotherly love and big shoulders. Get in there mm-hmm. and find somebody who is worth your time because this person is not. And boy, howdy, if you've never gotten the uh, opportunity to really hardcore reject somebody who asks you out, oh man, that's going to do wonders for your yeah. for your ego. I I think that it's a, I mean, I've been through this before that person where you see other people going through it and someone like keeps canceling plans on them and like flaking out and you're like, "Hey, come on, wise up. Look at what's happening." But we've all been in that position before where it's like, you know, Things are coming up. There's a good excuse here. Like, she had to hang out with her sister tonight, so she had to cancel. It's always so much harder to see it from the inside, you know? Yeah. And so this is us telling you from the outside, get out. Let us into your heart first. Let us inside. And Mm -hmm. now that we're inside, we're telling you, like, hey, this is a mess. You need to get out. It sounds like she's a little bit uh, evil. She's giving you the... Just a little bit. She's giving you the runaround. Why she want to give you the round runaround? I mean, it seems like a surefire way to heat things up, but it, it seems like all it's doing is slowing you down. That's mm-hmm. just from us. The, us us, and uh, our friend John Popper. Our dear friend John Popper. We all agree. We talk- hey, John. Hi, Thanks John. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Hey, John. Hey, uh, we'll see you Worried about next your- week at the Cats, Catskills. Worried about your weight. <laughs> Worried about you. Kind of up, up and down with you. Up and down, bro. but I'm, I hope you're okay. You need a lot good. of lung capacity, and it seems like sandwiches aren't helping in that respect. <laughs> He's like wicked thin, but like every time he gets super thin, I think, well, that's a lot more coke he's doing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when he gets super fat, I think, well, he cut back on the coke, but now he <laughs> loves sandwiches. Yeah. So I don't know what to it do. Seems like John coke and sandwiches are giving him the the run around. Why do they want to give I'm him sure. the run around? I run, ironically, if every once in a while he would just get up and run around, he would <laughs> probably slow <laughs> down a little bit, which would be really good for him. Yeah, but then the then the coke brings him back. Mm-hmm. Sure. The co- <laughs> Stop it, Griffin. <laughs> Sick it in, sick it in, sick it in if you're into Tanner Rimbling. Uh huh. Come on, Griffin. You know all the words. I don't. Please don't pretend like you don't know all the words. You, do you want to do it? Go for it. Griffin. I don't. Go for it. I don't know it. I get the Everybody, I get the rap break of that song and the rap break of one week mixed up in my head because in my head, Blues Traveler and Bare Naked Ladies are just one big blob of, Blue of naked average ladies. music. Uh, of drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> um, Griffin. You know what I mean. Don't hold back. Uh, are you talking about a Yahoo? Uh, no, I'm talking about a French kiss from a, a Parisian lady. Yes, I'm talking about a Yahoo. I'm ready. Here comes a Yahoo. This one was sent in by Lisa Holofield. Thank you, Lisa. It's by Yahoo Answers user uh, Steve Man Thirty Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty good username. <laughs> yeah. Who asks? Um. <laughs> this what would happen if uncle jesse in parentheses john stamos from full house do if he got shorted a nugget at mcdonald's 
<laughs> Say he orders a 20-piece nugget. He receives his order, he counts the nuggets, and he sees he only received 19 of them. What would he do? Now, this this could just be a thought exercise that this guy is doing, but I would like to think that, like, this man has, Steve man, has been shorted a nugget, and he's like, I, I don't know what to do, and so I have to Where look. Where can I look for advice? Towards John Stamos, yeah. Uncle Jesse from Full House. His, his W-W-U-J-F-F-H-D bracelet. <laughs> I... I think that John Stamos would get really mad at the person behind the counter, but then, after a moment's thought, he would have mercy. Jesus. I think hey, uh, I think he would have mercy. Give me other nuggets. I think he would. Um, I think he would get up, and he would leave the he would leave the McDonald's restaurant because he's and remember that he's, he's John, John Stamos. Goddamn Stamos! Why the hell is he at McDonald's ordering chicken nuggets? Yeah. He could be eating chicken nuggets off Rebecca Remain's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, he's there at McDonald's by. Maybe this person was writing some really shitty fan fiction. And they're like, well, <laughs> I'm stumped. I don't I've hit a wall. I don't know where to go with this story next. <laughs> like, I, I. Maybe it's a choose your own adventure you, starring Johnson. You know what I mean? I know I'm onto something with the missing nugget. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a pretty deep Have vein. you guys read that new book, John Stamos and the Case of the Missing Nugget? You know what I bet happened? <laughs> I bet Comet got up on the table and nibbled it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Comet's dead as fuck, everybody. <laughs> and then Michelle looked over and said, how wooed. Yeah. Uh, and it was adorable. No, she didn't, nope. Travis. Because she's 35 no, fucking years old now. And John Stamos is dead. And that was Stephanie, you dumb, you dumb bitch. Hey, hey, Justin, it was an interchangeable catchphrase that both of them said. That's incorrect. It is correct. You are an asshole and a liar. You, you do, sir, you, you full house have trivia? slandered me for the last time. Full house trivia. Michelle, uh, did you know that Ashley Olsen and uh, Mary Kay Olsen had to wear uh, uh, flippers? They had to wear false teeth because they came in at different speeds? You didn't mm-hmm. know that, did you? Well, now you do. How do- Did you know that on that show, one kid was played by two kids, and then two kids were played by three kids? I'm gonna. Did you guys I know fucking, that? I can't. Who can name the original name of Full House? That's originally called House of Comics. Was the original bitch, and it was not Ugh. a good name. Sourdough Sweethearts was the original name of the show. Because yeah, <laughs> what's with all these dudes? Yeah. Yeah, you know what the, the the weirdest thing about Full House is? If the mom wasn't dead, it would be the weirdest goddamn <laughs> show on yeah. television. Hey, have you guys seen the new episode of Lazy Uncles? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, one of them was living in the living room. They just, like, strung up a sheet, and that was his bedroom. The theme song originally went, Everywhere you look, there's an uncle. <laughs> there are uncles fucking everywhere. Uh, and you know what's even weirder? Only Uncle Jesse was related by blood. Joey was just there. Just there. Yeah. There's a fucking embarrassment of uncles in this household. A murder of uncles. <laughs> uh, that was actually the first The original title was A Murder of Uncles. <laughs> Do you know that for seven years, Joey Gladstone would meet a woman at a bar, and she would say, should we go back to your place? And he would say, I'm not sure that's a good idea. I live with my friend and his brother-in-law and his three daughters and my brother-in-law's wife and their twin sons and our dog. So and Kimmy Gibbler from time to time. Kimmy Gibbler occasionally and also uh, uh, all of my puppets and, and Popeye toys. Right. And I have to record the Rush Hour Renegades. So I should probably get going. You know, if that show I recorded today, Rush Hour Renegades would be a podcast, right? Uh, and I don't, yep. I don't need the competition, frankly. That's true. And maybe the Smash Club? Is that it? The Smash, the Smash Club, Club yes. lives in their house? <laughs> I thought so. I felt like that show was like some kind of horrific like MC Escher drawing where no one could escape the house. Mm-hmm. Like Uncle Jesse got married and had twins and they put him in the attic. Yeah. Well, let's like some also, kind of crazy aunt. Let's also remember that uh, <laughs> Jesse's last name changed midstream, and no one commented on it. It did. So mm. I'm not sure logic and reason hold sway in this. True. House. How do you know so fucking much about Full House? Well, see, it used to be Jesse Cochran, but uh, John Stamos wanted something that sounded more Greek. Yeah, more true to his hair. So he picked the most the Greek name that there is on the <laughs> earth. Yeah, right. <laughs> A Stephanopoulos hero, mustache, back hair. <laughs> 
Please. Can that be my name? Hey, I've been dating someone for a month now and have just been given a things have been moving too fast for me type speech with accompanying positive comments about me and the relationship alongside their request to slow things down. Granted, we do have a high level of emotional and physical intimacy after only 30 days, but is there any translation of this kind of talk that actually means let's take things slower and work this out? Or is this just the beginning of the ending? And this is from no when to fold them. <laughs> and a little bit of additional details here. Uh, this is from a girl talking about the guy she was oh, dating. Interesting. That flips yeah. it. So this is the guy had the speech of we're moving too fast. I I would suspect, and this is my cynical opinion, but I would suspect that the guy says that because, you know, he's not ready for that kind of commitment and wants to kind of look around. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know, Trav. I, I think this might be the one case where, like, I know coded language is huge in relationships, and I and I get it, and I know it's, like, it's value. But maybe this is a situation where taking it at face value. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know, if you if you get spooked and you start trying to hold on tighter, that is certainly not going to alleviate this problem. Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree. I think that, I you know, now that you've said that, I think the worst thing to do is to try to read into it and try to – because you look at it one of two ways. A, take it at face value and it is true and he just wants to slow down and kind of take it slow and not rush it. B, he's not sure and he's kind of doubting if it's going to work out. Like, either way – Play it cool, do what you do, and don't worry about it, because if you try to rush it, and you try to push and pull him closer, that's going to scare him away, <laughs> and otherwise, you're completely going against what he's just asked to do. I'm, I'm going to give a, an informed opinion on this. I'm going to need to know a whole lot more about that physical intimacy. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, need, I'm, Griffin needs you to describe, what, like, what's the lettuce doing? Yeah. Yeah. Where does... Break it down like you were making a sandwich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which one of you is the is the... Baps. Baps. <laughs> I, can I also say, and I, now I, I stand by the advice we have given. I, I think that that's the right play here. But I don't understand people who want to slow it down. I don't get it. Like, are you are you a different species who li whose lifespan is not already, like, cosmically yeah. insignificant? If all of human history were a football field, your life would be a blade of grass at the end of the end zone. Like, you don't Not have mine. time to slow it down. Mine would be the, the goalpost. <laughs> well, yes. Well, I mean, Travis, I, I lead your, a pretty important life. Your birth and uh, eventual life achievements are the end point, the uh -huh. end game of human evolution. Everybody knows that. But for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, for everyone else. For the yes. rest of us, plebes. Um, <laughs> Tim Tebow Tim Tebow actually believes that it's like everything past the 20-yard line. It's like a whole bunch. <laughs> is that a Tim Tebow That's, joke? That is a very, very obscure Tim Tebow uh, evolution joke. Okay, okay, great. Um, I, I think that, I, it just seems like when you're in a relationship and you met someone you really connected with and you have this like passion and emotion, it just seems like the idea of saying like we need to slow down completely goes against everything. Like, hey, this is going so good and we're having a great time, so let's ruin it. Yeah, the best. The, Wait, now see, now I'm flipping on this. Yeah, like why? Why should you be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want? more of a relationship with you. I And this is completely a personal thing. I I just don't get it. If you like the person and you're getting along well, why, what are you waiting why, for? Yeah, why are you well, slowing okay. down? Like, are you afraid you're gonna use it all Let up? Let me play devil's advocate here because there is such a thing as moving too fast. Like, let's not be, like if this person, and I'm not saying the the listener, I'm sure they have a good head on their shoulders, but if, 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 if you can move it too fast and be like, hey, baby names. Like, we've been dating three weeks. It's not baby name time. So maybe we well, don't know the extent the thing, to how fast this thing is, how fast this bullet train is moving. Counterpoint, though, I think that you can, and maybe this is why he said it, and I think this is the way to look at it. The only way you can move too fast is if you're moving too fast for one of the people in the relationship. Hmm. So I, I think it's That's not that there point. is a set speed that every relationship should move at, and it's like a template everyone should follow, but it might be that it is moving too fast for him yeah. and fine for you. Here, and, okay, here's the here's what you do. I got I got this. I got this solved. I think we're close you to giving to good slow, advice on this. So I know we're we're looping around the bend. I think you need to slow it down 
maybe even more than that person wants and make them really think about what they want out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Slow it down to the point where, you know, the phone calls don't come as often and, and, and that. If they want out, let them get out. But if you pull back on some of this stuff, some of that good, good loving, yeah. both emotionally and physical, then they're going to realize what they've been missing. Mm -hmm. uh, let me say, and, and maybe that's all, all it takes. I don't think that him telling you this, like being open and saying that things are moving too fast for him, I don't think that is as bad as him not telling you that, but still acting on it. Like, mm -hmm. everybody's had that happen to them, and it sucks, where they just, like, stop returning your calls, or they, you know, they try to slow it down with actions instead of telling you, like, straight up, I feel uncomfortable with this. I, I think that that is better than them just acting like it and not telling you and you thinking that they just don't like you anymore. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just yeah, slow it down. Pump the brakes a little bit. Pump the brakes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Shh. We're here for you. Take good, good care of you. Hand me that lettuce. Um, let's let's continue this serious streak um, by jumping into a very very serious Yahoo. It was sent in by Daniel Parker. Thank you, Daniel. Um, it's it's by Yahoo Answers user Pokefan Jeremy who mm -hmm. um, asks seriously. Do you consider a Pokemon fetish as bestiality? <laughs> I was arguing with my friends about that. I was saying, no, it's not, as Pokemon are based off of animals. They are fictional and are not considered bestiality. They say that Pokemon are like 90% animal, so that makes it count as bestiality. What do you think? And BTW, no mean comments. I do not need them here. <laughs> yeah, you do. Not here. I think. I think you do. I think. I think. Poke fan Jeremy might have a vested interest in this discussion. <laughs> That's a, I'm. I don't think this is just a, a logistical exercise for. for I like. Jeremy. I, I enjoy that. Poke fan Jeremy felt the need to clarify that he was arguing that it wasn't bestiality. <laughs> I think we could have inferred that. Yeah, we know the side of the argument you're on, Jeremy. <laughs> I think um, the the I don't know. It's it's sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like it's either bestiality or a sexual obsession with Japanese space monsters. Yeah, wouldn't you rather it be bestiality? <laughs> I think I would rather it be bestiality because yeah. then I could like go to conventions and stuff. Yeah. I imagine the Pokemon fetish uh, or community could probably fit in a very very small room. Christ, I hope that that lasts. I'm willing to bet that, that if you go to the bestiality conventions and you you reveal that the animal you're attracted to is Pokemon, yeah, you're not welcome back to the conference. Yeah, I'm sorry to disagree with you, Griffin, but a Pokemon fetish convention takes up a very very big space. It's called Pax East. <laughs> oh, buzzing! That's, that's, oh, that's God. probably not true. Uh, Pokemon are still a thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> the magic of Pokemon is still very much alive in some people's hearts. <laughs> okay. So, can I get a, a can I get a verdict on this? Like, can we actually rule on this? Is is Pokemon? I mean, I'm going to say they're they're beasts. Can we get some opinions? Nature, but they're still beasts, right? Let's get some opinions from the. Uh, the peanut gallery. There's actually only one answer, but it was elected as the best answer chosen by voters. I think that it isn't and shouldn't be considered bestiality because of four reasons. One, oh my God. like you said, one, God, one, like you said, they are based off of real animals. Mm -hmm. Two, it's not like you are having sex with them. They are fictional. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could thread that needle. Three, even if they are 90% animal, having a lot of Pokemon is like having a lot of pets. Four, Loving Wait, Pokemon and having a lot of them. Hold on. Yeah, number three is saying it's cool because it's not bestiality if you bone your pets. Yeah, that's just great. That's, that's cat pet lady. Um, four, loving Pokemon and having a lot of them is like being a cat lady. If you love cats and own 20 of them, does that mean that you have a cat fetish and it should be considered bestiality? Those okay. are my four reasons why a fetish for Pokemon shouldn't be considered bestiality. Sources. My perspective. <laughs> what... What did you do your doctorate on? Actually, I did my doctorate on whether or not poke. I did it on a Yahoo Answers forum. It was a five-part dissertation on. It's a. Uh, it's my my capstone is called fucking Charmander. So. <laughs> um, the word fetish means not like you're really into it and interested in them and a collector and a fan. It means that you cannot become sexually aroused unless they mm -hmm. are present. Right. So it's not like being a cat lady and owning a bunch of cats. It's like masturbating to a Pokemon poster. Yeah, yeah. it's not like I, I really like watching 
gentle Ben. So I'm yeah. a bestiality. No, like no. just liking animals isn't the same thing. It's it's completely different. Mm. It's like you like to sex them. <laughs> you want to sex the Pokemon. You want to sex the Pokemon. And I, you and have I know looked what? around and you choose them for sexing. And yeah. Like, I don't want to be a stickler about this, but if you want to have sex with Pokemon, it doesn't really matter what label you put on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not you're not gonna it you it's not like you need to make it easy to explain to your grandparents, okay? Like <laughs> for the last time, grandma. Okay, listen, just follow me here. Just follow me. It's I'm not, not like, bestiality. It's not weird like that. I just wanna fuck Charmander. <laughs> I just wanna fuck his brains out. Yeah. Is that okay? Except he's a fire type, it'd probably be pretty probably be pretty uncomfortable in your yeah. on your business region. Yes. <sighs> that is simply ghastly. Do you guys think that Herman Cain has this? <laughs> that he's got a poke addiction? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he appreciates Pokemon for their for their uh the allegory to the humanity Shh. struggles. I guess, but I think that eventually that morphs, that metamorphs into sexual frustration. Why well, yes. Why just why can't I fuck Squirtle? That's a good question. It's though. right there. It's right there in my Game Boy. It's so close. It's, so it's right there in my Game Boy Color. It's so vivid. Come I'm going to close the lid on my wiener. <laughs> oh, God. That's life. Uh, hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode. Uh, you can find us at mbmbam.com. Don't forget there are forums at maximumfun.org where you can go and discuss the show. And where you can also go to download all the other wonderful MaximumFun.org podcasts. You need to grab the new episode of Jesse Thorne's show, Bullseye, which is uh, uh, sort of a, a, a the new branding for The Sound of Young America. It's called Bullseye now, and we were on the last episode. We did a segment about uh, pop culture advice. And if you would li- listen to that, and if you like it, maybe send Jesse a note and say, hey, I really like this. Let's Let's have it again. Because I'm, I'm enjoying it very much. Yes, because we're enjoying being real famous and not just, like, you people famous. Yeah, Fake not like bullshit internet, internet famous. famous. Yeah, yeah, you can actually hear also hear that show on some NPR stations and it's on uh, XM Public Radio. So, Radio guys, heard of it? I yeah. bet you have. Yeah, radio. Um, I want a th- new thing is sweeping the nation. Uh, I want to thank uh, John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed which it seems like in the past week or two like I've gotten like 50 people who are like hey I bought that album it's super mm-hmm. good um, it is super good you should buy it also if you haven't listened to Roderick on the line it's uh, John Roderick and Merlin Mann's new podcast that shit's super good too it's not on the Max Fun Network but um, it's, although the uh, Max Fun Network is adding a new show so we don't know what we, we haven't heard yet it's a secret but uh, we're getting a new brother, a new little brother or sister uh, very soon. So Does this mean that Jesse will love us less? Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody who tweeted about the show using the NBNB game hashtag. Uh, uh, Ashna Basu, Johnny Madass, uh, Jay Wiltshire, JD Chen, uh, every, everybody. I really, Company Pants, I, I really appreciate everybody. Uh, and that, that's how a lot of people find out about the show. And, and remember, if someone asks you what you're talking about, be sure to hit them with a link to our sampler. It's bit.ly forward slash it's mabimbam. And also, once again, uh, happy birthday to Scott and Dan. Um, and if you would like to uh, have a message on the Jumbotron or wish someone a happy birthday or maybe, you know, pimp your, your company or your business, uh, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. And you, too, can have a message on My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Oh, and uh, I have a new show. It's about television. I do it with my wife, Sydney. It's called The Satellite. It's called Satellite Dish with Justin and Sydney. You can find it on iTunes and and get it there. We're also on Twitter, at The Sat Dish. And I also have another podcast called In Case of Emergency, where we talk about five-step plans to survive all kinds of different emergencies. Check it out. I also have a podcast called I Wish My... Fucking brothers would focus on one show at once and give it all the attention that it needs so it can grow into the multimedia <laughs> empire that I want it to become, and they obviously don't because they're fucking doing other shit instead of the shit that I'm on. And that's on Twitter, too. That's on Twitter, so on Twitter. Facebook it and tumble. Grinder. This, fi- this final this final grinder question was sent in by Golly Ayali. It's by Yahoo Answers user Harlem Kid 82485 who asks... Was anybody else touched by the curious case of Benjamin Button? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Batgirl. <laughs>
I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me, kiss your dad, square on the lips. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, hey, keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, man, these girls are smart. Three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part.